And welcome in to Caught Stealing, the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball podcast here at Fantasy Alarm. Yes, same people, me, Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway on X. Matt Sells, at The Salesman on X, formerly known as Twitter. But new name, who dis? Who dis is us. We're still the same. New name, new look for the new season. 2024 deserves a proper name. We are still the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast, but it is the name Caught Stealing. And Matt, I will tell you, as a former catcher, I am very glad that this is the name that we decided on because it's something very near and dear to this this old heart of mine right here. Uh, how good were you at throwing out would-be base dealers? I like to think fairly fairly well. I was probably my calling card as a player was arm strength. Um, nice. Now, to be fair, I didn't always know where it was going. I get it there quick. I just didn't know quite where it was going to go around that area. Um, so you're more like Nuclelouche from the mound then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> five, it's... Out, five walks, five hit batters, five times hitting the mascot. <laughs> Listen, if I if I get it there quick, the quicker I can get it there, the little more leeway I have in terms there of not go. being yeah, right good, on the money. Good pop times give you more leeway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Except in the big leagues, you know, they have good pop times and they put it right on the money every Correct. single time. But hey, There's that's like why that's why they're there. And I'm right here. Correct. That's well, there's about many other reasons, but that's one of them. But I'm here because anyway. I'm short and don't throw fast. So that you know <laughs> hey, your your words, not mine. I didn't say it. Um, I am a lefty, so theoretically, I would oh, so you, you're catching your catching play. dreams were done in little league. Then you were done. Well, I wasn't gonna catch. I was either gonna play first base or right field or pitch, and I did none of those well enough to go past high school. So. I started, I think when I'm I think when I was nine. First year of Little League, I was I played second base, I think, for three games. Our catcher got hurt. So they were just like, do you want to catch? And I was like, uh. And then my dad was like, he'll catch and put on the gear. And I never got out from behind the plate. I was there forever. Hardly did anything else. I just lived, lived behind the plate. So I am I'm glad that we settled in here on caught stealing. I love the name. I love the brand new look here. Shout out to the Shout out to the team here at Fantasy Alarm for doing that. And for 2024, this is going to be your one-stop shop for fantasy baseball talk here in the offseason. The plan right now is to go once a week. Hopefully in season, we'll go back to the twice a week, just like we had back for the 2023 season. So later on in the week, we can hit the waivers, free agent pickups, news and notes, injuries. And then early part in the week, we have a little fun with that looking for the week ahead. But here in the offseason, we're going to go once a week. Got a lot of cool ideas and concepts that we're going to talk about here. But Matt... We would be remiss if we didn't start with this. I know fantasy baseball or fantasy football has ended. Week 18 has passed. The regular season is over. The AFC South has returned to where it belongs in Houston. But with the fantasy football season coming to an end, it's time to start doing the fantasy baseball research. Drafts are right around the corner. The season is actually only a little over two months two months and a couple of weeks away because we have the the international series that begins the year. Right. And my birthday is coming up in a little over a month, which also means pitchers. pitchers and catchers. They start reporting here in a little over a month. So, hey, you might think you have some time now to recoup for fantasy football, and you do, but fantasy baseball season is right around the corner. And over at Fantasy Alarm, while you have been setting week 15, week 16, week 17 lineups, Matt and I have been hammering out updates to the free agent tracker. It is free. Go check it out, fantasyalarm.com. Uh, Yamamoto, Shohei Otani, Teoscar Hernandez, Sean Manaya, 
a bunch of players that you may never even heard of have been written up in that sheet. I've had some write-ups, Matt, that I've done in there. And I said, this guy's not fantasy relevant, but I'm going to write him up anyway with a couple sentences. Did you get all of the closers for the Padres? Yeah, all of them and updated every single one from going like, oh, he's going to compete with player A for the job. Oh, he's going to compete with player A, B, and C for the job. Oh, he's going to be with A, B, C, and D for the job. It's a closer by committee in San Diego. That's what I'm Yeah, I was doing the the rookies, the top 10 rookies piece that'll come out with the the forthcoming draft guide. It'll be out here sometime shortly. Little birdie told us Uh, it'll be out here shortly. while you were doing the sleepers and the and the busts, I was updating prospects and dynasty rankings and rookies and you know, I had one of the Padres closers on there. And then they signed another one. So then I was like, Yeah, maybe he can beat him out. And then they signed another one. And I was like, No, I gotta take that guy off and go find <laughs> another guy to write up because there's no value. There, there's no value there. So we will talk about the Padres, we'll talk about a bunch of teams, but what are we leading off with here today there, Colby? Yeah, absolutely. So you already said a little birdie said that the fantasy baseball draft guy might be coming out perhaps as er- soon as early as next week. So keep an eye out for any updates there. Fantasyalarm.com, Fantasy Alarm over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Obviously, right now we still have the we got the free agent tracker going on continuously updated based on all the moves that are happening. Still waiting on some big dominoes to fall, may I add. Um, so we'll have to see where kind of that ends up shaking out. But let's let's do this, Matt. We've been working on the free agent tracker for probably the last since about Thanksgiving. So, okay, about a month and a half, two months. So let's do this. There's no point in going through and talking about every single signing. Go read the free agent tracker at fantasyalarm.com so you can get all of that. I have some very lengthy write-ups in there, so go check it out and see everything there. But let's start with this, Matt. So far through this offseason, what has been your favorite move? And it can be a fantasy standpoint. It can be reality. It's completely up to you. But what is your favorite move thus far of the offseason? That's an ex. I mean, obviously, the the easy answer is Shohei Otani and his deferring basically his entire contract for a decade. Uh, that's the low hanging fruit. Yep. Um. So, I would say that right now, I think it's the Yankees getting Juan Soto because mm-hmm. the trade didn't ultimately cost them that much to pull off. Like, if San Diego gets a bunch out of the pitchers that they got, great. But there's a real strong chance they may all turn into relievers, too. So, and the and the star of that return is Michael King, who's 29 years old and has barely pitched in the majors. So, look, two years ago when they got Soto and they gave up basically an entire farm system for Soto, and then a year and a half later it's gone so badly that they had to trade a 25-year-old superstar uh to a team who probably has the money to sign him long term but we'll see there's some conflicting reports as to whether he'll stay there long term but that's probably my favorite trade right now i think it was a, a you know helps the yankees gets them the outfield help they need gets a very good lefty bat in the middle of that order um i did the trade right up for it there are some interesting things to keep in mind that in terms of hits yankee stadium has actually been the worst ballpark for lefty hitters in terms of hits over the last three years we all think about power but in terms of actual hits that drive up his average it's been it's been terrible um so i i think that's my favorite move right now what's yours there colby yeah i i'm gonna throw an honorable mention 
to Atlanta for that Chris Sale deal to get Chris Sale for a guy that they clearly were never going to play in Vaughn Grissom. I think they did fine. Um, basically but, for free based on that contract. <laughs> <laughs> right. But for me, I think my favorite move, I'm actually going to go to a free agent signing. And Matt, before I'm going to slightly tease this though, but am I crazy for saying it's a pitcher who's going to Cincinnati? Going to Great American Ballpark is one of my favorite moves of the offseason. It's not terrible because if it's the picture you're talking about, it's not it's not a bad environment for him. I really like the Frankie Montas signing in Cincinnati. I know Yankees fans are going to be rather jaded by Montas, considering since the trade he pitched maybe maybe 20 innings, maybe this many innings, roughly, it seems like he was never out there dealing yeah. with the shoulder injury. So it's a pretty big gamble from the Reds. I mean, we're talking a, a per year value in the teens. Uh, millions of dollars, obviously, for him to come in there. But here's the thing. I know he's going to Great American Ballpark. I know he's had the shoulder injuries. But the thing is, you can't hit home runs when the ball is hit down. Yeah, he gets home a runs lot of aren't hit ball. that way. There's this isn't this isn't backyard baseball where you hit where you hit it and it goes underground and then it comes up and it like shoots out and it can go anywhere. You know, this isn't this isn't backyard baseball. This is real life baseball when you look at montas when healthy he can miss bats he is a absolute ground ball machine and if he can do that in cincinnati i think he can mitigate the worst parts of what uh we all assume comes with great american ballpark which is well there goes the era oh there's the home runs oh he's gonna get shelled every single time he comes out if healthy he's a strikeout and ground ball machine which is very good for that park and two pitches that he has there a sinker, a sinker, aka a sinking fastball, and a splitter, a split finger fastball, are going to generate a ton of ground balls. And honestly, Matt, he's free in drafts. It, it, it doesn't yeah. cost you anything. And I mean, don't get, do I understand why? Absolutely. Yeah. He's thrown this many innings in the past couple of years. So I totally get why he's free, but it's a low risk, medium high ish reward. I mean, remember 2019 and 2021, Frankie Montas. Pretty, pretty I mean, good. To be sure, the Reds have enough infielders to field all of those ground <laughs> balls. They may not play any outfielders. Their entire roster is infielders. Yeah. Uh, I will say an honorable mention is the Diamondback signing Eduardo Rodriguez. Yes. That was a really nice move to bolster that rotation. So they went to the World Series, didn't play as well as they wanted, added to the team because now they have a Eugenio Suarez, too. Um so I really quit. That's a, that's a nice move for me too. But the Soto getting a superstar that you can lock up long term for practically nothing is real hard to pass up. Let me add in over at the fantasyalarm.com. If you look at the free agent tracker, I wrote up the Eduardo Rodriguez deal and I ended it with, uh, however, he should eat up innings in Arizona's rotation this season and with a steady dosage of ground balls, provide another quality season from a fantasy standpoint, thanks to a more potent offense backing him, leading him to more wins. If he pitches like he did last year and stays healthy in 2024, there's a world where Rodriguez wins 15 games with a sub 375 ERA. Think shades of 2019 Eduardo Rodriguez dot, dot, dot. That year, three eight one ERA, nineteen wins, and over nine or over a nine K per nine with a home run per nine just above one. So, if all goes well, That's I really, really like troll, it. He gets to troll the Dodgers now too. <laughs> he sure does. After not he wanting to go there, down the midseason trade because he didn't right. want to move out west. And now he signed a four year deal. Absolutely. So, uh, Matt, let's go ahead and talk about this then. Uh, least favorite or most confusing move of the off season here. There's been. Quite a few, to be honest, but I'll kind of, I'll let you take this away. 
the whatever the heck the trade was that the Mariners and Giants just made. Oh, right? the Robbie Robbie Ray, the Robbie Mitch Ray, Hander, Mitch Tony Hander, Desclafani trade. I don't get. I really don't get. I know that for the Mariners, Robbie Ray, when healthy, was basically an extra piece. Now, fair, okay, but do you need another home run masher in that lineup? That wasn't. Like, Hanniger still strikes out a pretty decent amount, and he's been injured a bunch. So what you're getting back, not to mention he has an opt-out after, what, this year, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Ray has an opt-out after this year, and he's not coming back to pitch until July. And then, by the way, if you had excess pitchers, why are you taking Desclafani? Like... I don't get it. And for the Giants, where's your offense coming from? Like, you just traded Hanniger, who was the middle of your offense, and Desclafani, who was a healthy pseudo-starting pitcher for you, mm-hmm. for a guy who can't pitch till July when you already have one of your starters out until maybe May with an offseason hip surgery. So you shorted yourself a starter. You got a guy who can opt out at the end of the season. You have to pay him more than you were paying Hanniger and Desclafani combined, and you gave the Mariners cash. And for the Mariners, you get pop, but, like, where's Hanniger playing in the outfield? You already had outfielders, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't understand that one. Guy was always injured, which is why you let him go. And now where's De- what, what are you doing with Desclafani? A long man? Uh, it's just very confusing all the way around. Fair. I... I actually really like uh, – all right, so I'm going to take the, the cheap way out on this one. I love it for Robbie Ray in fantasy if he returns healthy. I mean, if he I gets healthy, it. then yes, obviously. But I understand the, the optics of the trade are, are uh, I'll say, interesting. Definitely. Just with the definitely con- like if, he was, if Robbie Ray was locked up for the next three years without opt-outs and he's healthy, then you're getting yourself an innings-eating number two mm-hmm. for, you know – that's fine, but he has an opt out and he's not healthy. So I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. I'm going to go to the Cardinals. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I could just say they're, they're, they're kind of the whole team, but <laughs> I, I am genuinely, uh, I don't even know. I mean, which is the worst, which is the worst signing? The entire rotation. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. I, I I don't get it. It seems like they're trying to put forth this this starting rotation of other than Lance Lynn, and there's big concerns there. Yes. I don't know if they have a starter that's going to strike out more than a batter per inning. Sonny Gray is going to flirt with it. Miles Meeklis wouldn't is not going to come even near it with a 15 foot pole. No, he Kyle Gibson refuses guys, to strike people out or miss bats. Steven Matz, he 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 might be close, but I can't trust that he stays healthy. The only way Steven Matz does it is if he goes to the bullpen. Yeah, but they 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 it seems like they were like we're going to go out there and we're going to get guys who don't miss bats and figure it out. And if I'm not mistaken, their rotation was one of the worst at it last year. You think yeah. they'd want to add a little swing and miss to that starting rotation. And I guess, sure, if you want to say Lance Lynn, I'll give you that one. You can enjoy his five ERA too while you're at it. But other than that, you're not, there's no swing and miss in that starting rotation. I'd I'd still rather have a retired Adam Wainwright than anybody in that rotation. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't At know home, win rate was good. On the road, not so much. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hear you on that one. But there, again, head over to fancyalarm.com. Check out the MLB free agent tracker. There's also been some breaking news pieces written up about notable trades that have happened, a.k.a. like the Tyler Glass now deal, uh, the Alex Verdugo deal from a while back, Jared Clinic, and so forth. So yeah. make sure you're checking I, that out. There. I do want to get your opinion real quick on the deferred money in the T. Oscar Hernandez deal. I mean, listen. it's a one year for those of you who may not have heard Teoscar Hernandez signed a one year, $23.5 million contract with the Dodgers because they're signing everybody. They've spent literally over a billion dollars this offseason. It's a one year, $23.5 million deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except it's not. It's actually a one year, $15 million deal. And then in 2030 through 2039, they're going to pay Teoscar Hernandez $850,000 a year for 10 years to pay off the other $8.5 million of the deal. Why are we, like, I know you don't want to limit deferred money, but deferred money on one or two year deals shouldn't be a thing. I get that. I would say if you think your career's on the downhill and you're looking to solidify solidify your money post post playing days like into your retirement i would, I would go sign years. For no 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 absolutely not i get it dodgers for doing it on a one-year deal you don't have another eight and a half million dollars in cash laying around this year unless they're trying to make another move but i will say i love this for teoscar for fantasy in 2024 Agreed. but Agreed. i also tell you i'm scared to death i'm not getting any more shares of him no because i think because, the, i think the, the the dodger lineup hype is listen through once, the roof once it's first name, last name, comma, space, L-A or L-A-D, you're not getting those players anymore. It is. Unless it's like Walker Bueller, who may not be fully healthy. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Walker Bueller. So, again, we talked about a little birdie has been chirping around here that the, the fancy baseball draft guy could be coming out as soon as next week with a couple of the intro pieces. And let me start with this. I wrote up my top 10 bus, and one of those 10 is Walker Bueller. I put him in there. I know you just mentioned him. Uh, there will be a full write-up in the draft guy when that does come out, so you'll want to check that out, but I'll just give you a, a little bit here. He is now coming off, not his first, but his second Tommy John surgery. He threw just 65 innings back in 2022, didn't pitch it all last year in 2023, and go close your eyes, pick a random podcast episode that Matt and I did last year in 2023, and you will hear us talk about the Dodgers and pitcher workloads. They are going to preserve him. You look at their starting rotation. It's littered with question marks already. If they overuse him, he's in trouble. Kershaw. Yeah. If they overuse him, he's in trouble. I think they're going to slow play him. And when you look at it, I just don't think coming off his second Tommy John surgery that his numbers this year are going to warrant where he's going in drafts. So for me, Walker Bueller is one of the fantasy baseball busts this season. I think you can do better than a guy coming off his second Tommy John surgery at that price point. That's just where I fell with him. Don't hate the player, hate the price point. Agreed. I mean, I could see the logic in thinking, hey, you're getting a number one caliber pitcher who's probably going to line up as the fourth pitcher in that rotation. Mm-hmm. I would presume. Um, but again, he's a number one when healthy, and we're, we're yet to determine if he's actually healthy. And it's not like his stuff was missing bats when he was healthy last year. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the big knock on him, is all of his strikeout stuff went away. Mm-hmm. It just up and vanished. Maybe if he loosens his pants, he'll get his strikeout game back. I don't know. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> I love I love off I love off season episodes. That man wears the tightest pants in baseball. It's unbelievable. It's like uncomfortably tight, to be honest. Oh. Hey, he won't be at a shortage for wins. I'm a, I'm a little not I mean, sure in the other stuff. Well, maybe he's got to make it through five innings. To oh, true. That <laughs> is that is Dave Roberts to do that. I don't know. That is very true. There will also be nine other busts in that article. It'll be the top ten fantasy baseball busts for the year for me. I'll also I also have the fantasy baseball sleepers written up. I'll give you one here. There again, there will be nine more. Uh, I went a little homer here, Matt. I had to do it. Uh, it's Henry Davis. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, here's why. Depending where you play, you'll want to see his positional eligibility. But because of the injury to Andy Rodriguez, Pittsburgh didn't do a ton behind the dish in the offseason here. Henry Davis could open the year, I will say, as the primary catcher, maybe catching two to three games, maybe four a week. Once he gets that catcher eligibility, it is going to be Dalton Varsho-esque from past years. You know what I mean? Where he's pushed yeah. up just because he has the comma C at the end of his name and he's got sure. that positional eligibility. The sooner he can get it, the better. But overall, he actually has decent speed for a catcher, as I'm going to throw him at here. Batting average, uh, there's going to be some question marks there, but he makes a lot of hard contact. It wouldn't surprise me to see him over a full season this year actually get to 15 homers and maybe even 10 stolen bases. I fully believe in potentially more power, but I'll play it conservative with 15, but 15, 10 from a catcher that you can get pretty late in drafts right now. I don't expect him to be going this cheap for long because if there's any report that he's, are there any confirmation that he's really going to be catching early? You're going to have to start drafting him as that non catching catcher. Correct. Basically. And he's going to get shot up. So right now he's a tremendous value and you should not be sleeping on him in drafts. I'll agree with you on that one. I mean, there's a reason he went as high in the draft as he did when he was when he was drafted by the Pirates. Yep. Um, you know, this was their plan. Put him behind the plate, let his offense play. Um, also, they're starting to, you know, have their young pitchers start to come up. Yep. Uh, so you want your young catcher and your young pitchers to get on the same page so they can be, you know, a battery mm-hmm. on the same page for quite a while. So that's – I like that call. Um we were talking about, uh, you know, the San Francisco Giants a little bit earlier. I'm going to give you one of my top 10 rookies that okay. I think a lot of people fell off of last year, and it's Kyle Harrison, right? I, myself, kind of fell off of him a little bit last year. We he did was, trash talk him a little bit. I did. He was, a top, <laughs> he was, did. He was one of my top lefty pitchers coming into the season, yep. and then the guy decided he couldn't throw strikes anymore and, uh, you know, couldn't stay in the strike zone, and that's why his innings – or his starts lasted less than three innings most of the time, but he did come up, get a taste of the majors last year, a little bit. There are openings in that Giants rotation. There, I mean, Alex Cobb is out with, with a hip thing, so it's Logan Webb and nobody else, right? Because Robbie Ray ain't coming until, like, July, and Cobb may be back by, like, May. I don't know. Even so, that's only three total dudes, and Kyle Harrison – they would like to get some more out of him. So uh, there's opportunity there. There's concerns. He needs to get his control under control. Excuse the pun. But, yeah, you know, the the numbers weren't so bad when he came up. And he pitched way better at home than he did on the road. Mm-hmm. Way better at home. Like, not even, like, if you look at his total ERA in the time he was in the majors last year, look at the home road splits. Completely different pitcher at home. So, uh you know, I, I have him in my top 
10 rookies. Uh, there are some others. you have to read the piece when it comes out. And uh, I gave you a couple of bonuses, too. There's some honorable mentions in there. Do you, if only, let's speculate on this, Matt, if only Kyle Harrison had another left-hander to learn from in that rotation who also dealt with command and control issues. Yeah, I wonder if he can mm. get good at doing that. I wonder if there's anybody in that rotation. We'll have to think about that. <clears throat> Robbie, right? There could be some learning to be had there. So, Matt, there's also... Also going to be, uh, you'll have, a, I believe it's a new top 400 rankings, or updated, I should say. or Yeah, new, it's, a, it's updated. You know, we, we've got some, you know, guys on current, you know, their proper teams. We have some of the new draftees making the cut. We have the guys who graduated, kicked out of their rankings. Um, you know, shouldn't necessarily be a shock as to who the number one prospect in my rankings is. Mm. That would be one Mr. Jackson Holiday. Um, well, I am... Let me tell you this. I'm glad that you mentioned him. Let's go. We're going to start adding in some uh, some discourse from the Discord. If you're not in the Fancy Alarm Discord, what are you waiting for? Get on in there. Head over to FancyAlarm.com. There will be information on how you can join and everything like that. So make sure you get in there. Get your questions answered by me, Matt Sells, Fender, Impemba. The whole Fantasy Alarm family is in there to answer any questions that you might have. But some discourse from the Discord over the last little bit. Matt, we're going to stick with some of the, uh, you kind of talked about the prospects and such. There've been a couple of questions about that. So let's start with this question from the discord. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase this a bit, but let's say any under the radar prospects that this person could snatch up during the draft. They said the top 10 are pretty much rostered. Doubt any of them would be dropped from the keepers above. We'll come back to that. Um, but this person says, I'm not afraid to draft prospects good for them and typically have all six prospect slots filled on my roster currently the minor leaguers on, on their roster are uh manzardo and acuna uh luis angel acuna obviously ronald's not a prospect anymore we all know him uh they said thinking of keeping manzardo thanks so i know your rankings are coming out it'll probably just be easier to kind of take a look at there and go off of the rankings that you have as well as you know all right here's number 11 kept 12 available 13 and going through that way i think that's probably going to be the best bet but any kind of maybe unheralded prospects or maybe not even unheralded but maybe outside the top 10 or 15 or so that you could see be worth keeping or that you would make a concerted effort if you were drafting in a league to make sure you attain these prospects maybe your can't miss prospects must have tighter yeah so Manzardo is nice. I think the move to Cleveland last year, I think, is really going to help him. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been very good at developing young talent. There's also a hole at left or at uh, first base for Manzardo to fill, which he should do pretty early this season um, for Cleveland. And hint, he may, may be in my top 10 rookies piece. Um, other than that, you know, Luis Angel Acuna, I like him. I, I, I've written him up previously landing spot with the Mets gives him some more, you know, it doesn't really change his trajectory from being with the Rangers to the Mets. So he's, he's fine. I, I'm going to preface this by saying, if you are looking for win now prospects, mm -hmm. here are a few outside of the top 15 or so that I think get a shot very quickly. Uh, one would be Curtis Mead for Tampa Bay. They have needs in the infield. They have a glaring hole in one of their spots because one of their guys is never coming back. 
Um, so Curtis Mead, third base eligibility. He'll play a little bit everywhere if you need a bat. If you need um, an arm right now, I would look at uh, Mizorowski for Milwaukee. He's really, really talented. He went through multiple levels last year. Uh, they have openings all over their pitching staff. I think he comes up relatively quickly. Uh, if you're looking for more, uh, you know, hold and wait and see guys, um, Jackson Merrill for San Diego at shortstop, looking like an absolute steal in the draft where they got him. Obviously, they have a 17-year-old catcher who's really good in Ethan Salas. But again, that's a long burn type guy. And Colson Montgomery for the White Sox doesn't get a lot of attention because he plays for the White Sox, but that team has holes everywhere. And as soon as he's ready, he'll probably be up in the middle infield for them. I like those. I like those quite a bit. So speaking of another question that came in there, so uh, I believe it's the same person about to begin a 35 round, 19 keeper, eight team slow draft pick number four, 10 points for a win, five for a home run, head to head category leagues, five taxi spots for stashes. Um, ultimately, I think the question here, because they also said, you know, like a Yamamoto Skeens, Jackson Holiday are one of the obvious choices at the top. So my assumption here, we're talking a startup. We're beginning a full team here. At what point, Matt, would you start basically taking a look at the Paul Skeens, Jackson Holiday, maybe Dylan Cruz before the likes of like some of the current MLB stars. Like, for example, if I'm looking at ADP since Christmas Day over at NFBC, Ronald Acuna, Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, and Corbin Carroll are the first four picks. I'm probably taking any of those four before a prospect. Like, in like a Jackson Holiday type. I'm taking those four first. I think the conversation starts after those four. Correct. I think if you have the the pick number four, I think there are four very safe, young, stud, multi-category, five-category guys that you can pick and be would be happy with uh any of those um so if this is indeed a startup because i don't see any uh you know keepers listed Mm -hmm. here obviously it's 19 so i'm sure you didn't want to write out a whole paragraph um and you have it's an eight team league which is fine you know the a lot of superstar power on that so that that gets tricky in a different way yeah, I would go with approaching this if it's truly a startup league. I would go approaching it the same way you would for like a redraft. You get a base of talent in multiple categories, uh, secure that before you go for like Yamamoto is different because he played professionally, right? He's not like Jackson Holiday, who is talented and all, but has beating has been beating up on high school and college kids and hasn't faced pro pitching. Right. Yamamoto, same thing like Kodai Senga last year, right? Mm-hmm. Was a different type of prospect. Same with Shohei Otani previously. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would look at Acuna or Corbin Carroll or Bobby Witt or Soto or Tatis. Um, all guys in their, you know, mid 20s who are five category contributors who you can keep for a very long time. Okay, and then let's say, assuming this is, uh, maybe they already have some teams and stuff, and they said right there, um, Yamamoto, Skeens, Holiday, I'm going to throw Dylan Cruz in as well. They have pick number four, guarantees they get one of those four, again, assuming Cruz is there. For me, I think my order would be, 
I would go holiday. You had a plan and then you said it out loud. I know I did. I had it sounded really good before I got in front of the microphone. When I'm sitting here with no one listening, it sounded really good. And then I start talking. I'm like, oh man, is this gonna be right? I think I would go holiday Yamamoto skeins cruise. Those would be my four of those four in that order. Would you agree or would you go different? And you can definitely go different. I would put I almost just switched. I would, I, part of me wants to put Yamamoto one, but for this year, I don't know that I do it because he signed a 12 year deal. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for them to push him as hard as he can go in the first year. Not to mention there's always that transition period, getting used to the five day, you know, the, the five game schedule and the heavier, bigger MLB ball compared to the MPB ball. Um, so you may not see ace-like stuff from Yamamoto until the second half, like we did for Kodai Senga last year, right? I might go Holiday 1. Yeah, Yamamoto 2. Skeens, then Cruz. Cruz, then Skeens. Okay. So ultimately, think, you're guaranteed one well, of The reason why I'm going Cruz, then Skeens is because I think the Nats are more aggressive at promoting people i'd agree and i can also bank better on young hitters than young pitchers not to mention the track record of the pirates and young pitchers scares me a little bit because mitch keller was supposed to be a thing hasn't really figured it out quinn priester was supposed to be a thing hasn't really figured it out all schemes was great for six innings in the minor leagues last year but it's six innings and his girlfriend got more attention or his hair got more attention than his stuff so I, I would I would flip the last two. Fair. And then the last question we got here. So uh, twelve team head to head category league. This guy's got a hell of a team. I'll be honest. Uh, this I think I think he asked the question after last season. Came back a couple months later, and I think I gave seven different keepers just on based on like looking at things through the yeah, offseason. It's quite remarkable. It's yeah. a great team. It, this yeah. is a great problem to have. It, it makes for a really tough and crappy decision, but Agreed. it's a great team. So. Uh, they get to keep nine players from year to year with one minor league player. Okay. Uh, the main 10 that I like the most, which we have to cut it back a little bit, Matt McClain, Kyle Tucker, Logan Webb, Grayson Rodriguez, George Kirby, O'Neill Cruz, CJ Abrams, Luis uh, Robert, Gunnar Henderson, and Trey Turner. I believe that's 10, if my math is correct. The trading period opens up late February, early March. After that, we name our keepers and then we draft. One stipulation is if we trade, the players that I acquire must be kept. That makes sense. If you trade for a person, got to keep them. Yep, that's the um, same in my home league too. Yep, you can also trade draft picks if we so desire. The other players that they could consider keeping would be Christian Encarnacion, Strand, Nolan Jones, Jordan Walker, uh, PCA with the Cubs, uh, Garrett Mitchell, Andrew Abbott, Jesus Lazardo, Mason Miller, Bobby Miller, Bryce Miller, Zach Eflin, Taj Bradley, Chris Bassett, Kodai Senga, and Otani the pitcher so for me i limited it down to those top 10 i had been talking with him back and forth in the discord i would look to trade trey turner for another pitcher i could i could be talked into moving kodai senga up into one of the keeper spots but they're they're hurting for pitchers because right now it's just grayson rodriguez george kirby and logan webb also they already have cj abrams matt mcclain o'neill cruz and trey turner all of whom have shortstop eligibility Correct. they did say with their other positions and the lineup settings they can start all four so that alleviates some concern i would still look to trade trey turner for a pitcher the best pitcher that you can get and i would keep them because i think they need pitching help because logan webb 
Grayson Rodriguez and George Kirby is a fine one, two, three. But if you can add another dynamic fourth arm on top of Matt McClain, Luis, Robert, Kyle Tucker, Gunnar Henderson, you have a, a powerhouse. So would you agree that trading Trey Turner is the move? I CJ Abrams is going to pop up in the draft guide, so I'd be okay at looking to deal him as well. But I know you got some Nationals fandom there. So what do you think of the, the nine players that they can keep there? First of all, that's a heck of a list. Congratulations. Hope mm-hmm. we hope to pick those guys up. Um, I would agree. Obviously, Otani, the pitcher, doesn't do you any good this year. You got to toss him back because he's not going to pitch. Yep. Senga intrigues me, except for the Mets got worse, and I don't want him as the ace of an MLB staff. Um, I would, I'm with you. I would probably trade Trey Turner because he's going to be the biggest name on that list to get you the biggest pitching return. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably the only other intriguing guy for me, I guess, is, um, Bobby Miller. Mm. Yeah. Like, you so, have- yeah, let's go, let's do it. Let's do it this way. Let's go. Let's look at the, let's, let's pick our nine. So let's well, say that they traded, can't make. Traded. CJ Abrams for some non out some non shortstop guy or get another arm and then you also keep Bobby Miller. I, I think I think the move might be to either throw Abrams or Trey Turner back and trade the other one. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. I'm I'm a hundred percent keeping Matt McClain. Yes. I'm all in on him. I'm definitely keeping Kyle Tucker. Correct. I'm definitely keeping Grayson Rodriguez. And Webb and Kirby. And Webb, I'm bolding these as we go. And Webb and Kirby, I'm definitely keeping Luis Robert and Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we need two more. I really like O'Neill Cruz. I can understand if you'd want to move like Bobby Miller up, but honestly, I think I would look to trade, put Trey Turner and CJ Abrams out there, try to get a pitcher, and maybe throw the other one back into the keeper pool. And then of those pitchers, like you said, it can't be Otani because it doesn't help you this year. I don't want Chris Bassett. Kodai yeah. Senga is interesting, but Mets might stink. Jesus Lazardo is a young arm, but I think Bobby Miller's got the higher ceiling. Yeah, and he's got the better team. Oh, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because good old Bobby Miller gets the oh, just knocked my headphones out, but the oh, comma oh, L A D after his name, and we all know what that means for. And they have openings in their starting rotation, so so. McLean, Kyle Tucker, Logan Webb, George Rodriguez, George, Grayson Rodriguez, George Kirby. See, I combined them there. Luis Robert, Gunnar Henderson, Bobby Miller, and then look to, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's eight. I would look to throw back. So it comes down to O'Neill Cruz, CJ Abrams, and Trey Turner. Would you think Abrams would get you the highest return with him being younger than Trey Turner or Trey Turner gets the higher return just because he's overall better i think trey turner gets you the because here's the thing there are a i've seen a ton of discussion about cj abrams and how he was phenomenal in the counting stats but the batting average is not good and there was it was great for like a six-week period and the rest of the season it was like 212 or below yeah right and i think people are still weary of the nats overall offense fair right because lane thomas is about the best piece they've got um 
So I would I would try to see if you could get another ace from Trey Turner and just have four because you could bind counting stats and bats everywhere. Yeah. Can't okay. find solid pitching <clears throat> everywhere. So then McLean, Tucker, Webb, Rodriguez, Kirby gives you five, Robert is six, Henderson is seven, Bobby Miller is eight, and then I would float out O'Neill Cruz, CJ Abrams, and Trey Turner and try to get the best starter that you can. Correct. And then that would be your nine. So Matt McLean, Kyle Tucker, Webb, Rodriguez, Kirby, Robert, Henderson, Bobby Miller, starting pitcher that you acquire in the deal from one of those three guys. And then honestly, when it comes to your pick, I mean, if you can get back whoever you don't keep or even maybe a Kodai Sanger or Jesus Lizardo, I think you're in a really, really good spot. So, Well, theoretically, if you could keep either – like if you trade Trey for an arm – Oh, that would be nine. You have to keep you have to keep the player you trade for. So that's basically we have to select eight keepers because the guy they keep would be nine. Because I think you could because here's the other thing. I think you could get O'Neill Cruz and CJ Abrams back. Yep. I I think so too. Because A O'Neill Cruz has been injured more often than he's played. Yeah, you'll get a discount for Cruz. So yep, I think I think that's the way there's still like I just said, the questions about his, you know, can he actually hit at a good enough level to help you consistently? Absolutely. So those that would be it. So um, I'll also post it in the Discord. That way you don't have to keep rewinding this 14 times to figure out the nine that we settled in on there. But that'll be it for that. So, Matt, that is it. That's the first, first, first episode of Caught Stealing here for the 2024 season, taking a look at the offseason here. If you have any questions as uh, the week goes on till the next podcast, drop them in the Discord. Matt and I will be happy to answer them there and potentially even here on air. And, of course, if you're not already – Become a member over at fantasyalarm.com. Even if you're not, you can see the free agent tracker. But for all the other good stuff we got going on, including access to the Discord, join the family today. The hashtag family. Join us here. Give Matt a follow on X at the salesman. I'm at Colby R. Conway. And we will see you next week with the newest edition of Caught Stealing, the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast.